0: Welcome to Rhema for Today.
1: Now this scripture is amazing. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I. Now we use that and quote that verse very often in regard to a church service, but it has no reference to a church service. However, it's true, the Lord's there. He's talking about where those two people were that agreed. He's right there. He's right there. Where two or three are gather together in my name, there am I. That would be an executive meeting, so to speak, with the Master.
0: You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan on the Prayer Series Volume 6.
1: My uh, father-in-law, I got a call, I was down in San Angelo holding a meeting my father-in-law sick well i uh, i went in he was operated on Now, he never asked anybody to pray for his healing he'd asked me just to pray with him and for him and i prayed with him and prayed for him and so i remember that uh, oh, some 20 oh, 19 days after his operation, he's still in the hospital, complications set up, and so on. And my mother-in-law stayed with him constantly, but when she saw that he's not going to make it seem like a nervous sort of failed her, and she'd never been a nervous person in life, even though she's an older person, but she'd just never been bothered like most women are with nerves. But I think she'd been there night and day, never left, until when she thought or saw that he just isn't going to make it, she just sort of had nervous collapse. My wife had gone home with her, I was there with him, he was unconscious, and incidentally, the Lord revealed to me exactly what was happening to him physically, and I mentioned that to a doctor, and he looked at me, because there three, two doctors, main ones on the case, three altogether, and he looked at me the and said, how would you know that? Well, I said, just knew it on the inside of me. Well, he said, that's exactly what's happening to him. That's exactly what happened, but he said a person wouldn't know that they were trained medically, you know, or words to that extent. I said, well, but I'm glad the Lord knows everything that anybody else knows and a lot more, too, aren't you? <laughs> but as we stood there. I said just quietly to myself, there's other people in the room, Lord, do you want me to curse this death and command it to go and this disease, sickness and, and physical condition command it to be made well? I'll just, uh, I, I think I'll just do it. I believe I'll just do it. And immediately the Lord said to me no don't do it and he began to you know notice this text said he said let us plead together now you talk to him but he'll talk to you and the Lord began to plead his case then he said now he's 70 years old he just ought to reverse the order on me he said he's 70 years old And then the Lord said, he's ready to go. Now, he hasn't always been ready to go, but he's ready to go. And he's got all of his business fixed up, financially, materially, spiritually, all three of them, everything's ready. And he'll never have a better time to to go than now, so you leave him alone and let him go. Immediately, I said, well, Lord, all right, I'll do it on one condition and one condition alone. You let him come out of this death and leave a good testimony, and I'll let him go." And I hadn't got those words said, actually I didn't speak them aloud, but quietly and softly to myself, perhaps if one had been standing right by the side, they'd heard. I had in fact it worked just as fast as you snapped your finger. The minute I said it, he opened his eyes, and looked at me and said, Kenneth. I said, yes sir, Mr. Rooker. He said, uh, I'm dying. I said I know it he said the sooner the better I said I know it he said I know what I'm doing now I, I'm at myself I said I know it I remember one of the doctors said that he said I'd never believe that actually he said uh, I believe he said if another doctor told me I still wouldn't have believed him if I hadn't seen my own eyes never believed it. the men came out of it he he, began, he gave me some medical term He said he wasn't exactly dead and he wasn't exactly alive, but he sort of about halfway in between the two of them. And he said, I've never seen anybody come back when he's out that far. And he said, I wouldn't believe it I hadn't seen it myself. I believe, he said, if another doctor told me, I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. Well, we had a great time. And that night, he sat up in bed. We got our grandchildren in, even though they were underage, to come in the hospital. The superintendent said, well, sure, just bring them on and bring anybody in you want to. Because he's going in the way and we all know we don't understand why he hasn't gone. And so we just had a big time. He sat up and laughed and talked to me and thought he's going on a vacation the next day. And he kissed those grandchildren, the only ones he had, goodbye without a tear. Without a tear. And the next day, about the same time, As the day before the afternoon before he began to go and he became unconscious and I knew he was right at the point going and I knew when death fasted his final throes upon him he would momentarily regain consciousness I've been down there so many times myself and so when he came there I, I saw that look of consciousness flash across his face and he came to his he fastened his eyes quickly on me. I mean, faster than his snappy your finger. And he said to me, my God, Kenneth, I'm dying. I said, I know it, Mr. Rooker, but you're not afraid. No, he said, I'm not afraid. I said, lie back on the pillar and let her go. And he just lay back, pressed God, and went to sleep. Smile flickered across his face. And he went to be with Jesus. He said to me, when he'd come out of it, there's been a man right up there for the last two days. And every now and then said, he'll motion me. Come on. He said to him, sir, I don't rightly know who you are, but I'm not quite ready yet. You'll have to wait a little while. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I still believe that we have more authority than we've ever used upon the earth.
0: Amen.
1: God said, let us plead together. There may be sometimes that there'll be, you plead with God and he'll plead with you. Are you hearing me? But you see, under the circumstances, that was the best way to handle this particular deal. And so he did answer my prayer. He did, immediately he came out of it. He left a good testimony. He was past 70. He sat up in bed and talked to us, and laughed, and you'd thought he was going on a vacation. Praise the Lord. But I'm glad that uh, we don't have to limit God. I think of a verse of scripture in the 78th Psalm, the 41st verse. Yea, it says they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Can you limit God? The Bible said they did. Israel limited him. The marginal rendering of Psalm 78, 41 says, and they turned again and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Now, we've done that. We've limited him. We've limited him with our prayer life. We have let the great promises of fellowship and cooperation with God go by untouched and unrealized. But thank God we can act upon His Word. Now then, coming to the New Testament with some scripture, in Matthew the 18th chapter, the 18th through the 20th verse gives us a picture of united prayer. Notice Jesus is speaking. He said, What things soever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and what things soever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now this scripture is amazing. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I. Now we use that and quote that verse very often regarding to a church service, but it has no reference to a church service. However, it's true the Lord's there. He's talking about where those two people were that agreed. He's right there. He's right there. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I. That would be an executive meeting, so to speak, with the master. We come together to do business, sitting in his presence, planning, discussing, and then praying. For he said, if two of you shall agree, unless you did some planning and discussion, you wouldn't know what you're agreeing on. Amen, isn't that true? Amen. Now the group may be very small, just a husband and a wife but if they agree as touching anything they ask it shall become it shall be done this is a challenge i love a challenge don't you i'm sure we've never fathomed the depth of what the scripture can mean to us and will not until we act upon it and continue to act upon it where to agree In prayer, the power of the two increases tenfold over one. Did you hear me? You know, the Bible said one shall put a thousand to flight, but two will put ten thousand. I said where two agree in prayer, the power of the two increases tenfold over one. Because one will put a thousand, two Two will put ten thousand. You can't be mighty in prayer in God alone. But you can be mightier in prayer. United or joined together with someone else. Every believer should find an agreer. As I said, it may be a husband and wife. But every believer should find an agreeer, Someone who could join with him in prayer. We should lay out a program of prayer, making a list of subjects and a people to lay intelligently before God the Father. Now in the 15th chapter of John's Gospel, John 15, 7th and 8th verse. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, Jesus said, ye shall ask whatsoever ye will, it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples.
0: Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagan's book entitled, understanding how to fight the good fight of faith a rhema classic next is Kenneth Hagen's DVD entitled The Anointing Breaks the Chains and finally Kenneth E. Hagen's slimline book Right and Wrong Thinking all three resources are for the special price of $23.90 that's $7.95 off the retail price call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 again We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.
1: And you have a men's conference coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, that will be November the 1st through the 3rd. It's going to be an awesome time. Yes, it is. Ladies, go and register your husbands for the men's conference. Yeah, go and to, to
0: rhema.org slash CTA. That's
1: right. And he'll come back a better man. And also,
0: if uh, if you've got uh, if sons that want to come with their father for that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to noon. Yes. That are, uh, that are 16 uh, to 18 years old, mm-hmm. uh, there is a discount, and it tells you about it there on That's the web. Wow. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan